Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician Podcast. My name is Nomad, and today I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing film composer extraordinaire John Powell, joined by fellow career guitarists Adam Del Monte and Ramon Stagnero. John brought us in as a guitar trio to do overdubs on the new animated film Ferdinand. In between fiery flamenco takes and passionate Spanish-styled bolero strumming, I was able to sit down and peer into John's world and find out what it's like to be a composer of his stature. We're sitting here with John Powell. We have Ramon Stagnero and Adam Del Monte. My name is Michael Nomad Rafol. We're here doing a session graciously with John, and uh, thank you so much, John. This is quite amazing. I consider it a musical treat to be around such greatness. All three of you guys are oh, like well, you know. Thank you. Rio, Shrek, Happy Feet, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Ice Age, The Bourne Ultimatum, How to Train Your Dragon. The list literally goes on and on. Check out John's IMDb page. I was asking you, John, your process, and, and you said being in the idiom, you try to stay true to a sense, the authenticity, and you kind of get a broad picture, and then you go back and edit later, perhaps in this instance where we have a guitar trio, right? Is that... Uh, well, today's process is, is looking through all the guitar stuff in the movie and trying to figure out the, what's going to be the best way of doing it. And while we're at it, we're doing some bits that I, you know, are definitely going to work with three guitars. I think idiom is, is, is always hard with uh, instruments you're not really virtuosic at. I mean, I know roughly what things should sound like. So you, you know, we were just talking about these are great piece of software that stops you from playing things badly on a guitar. Yeah. Well, take away your concern with you know, that software, that two notes on the same string. On the guitar, you can, you know, there's quadraturas, there's, you can detune the guitar in different ways, yeah. which yeah. in certain tunings may actually enable the thing yeah. you actually came up with. That's so true. really you should be more concerned with the, the timbre of the, of the instrument rather than what's... I, I probably do exactly that. I've, oh. I find these samples guitars to be great when you're sitting there looking for the I don't know the resonance yeah. the chords the harmonies and you know and the exact voicing is is sometimes something that yeah you might, might not be able to do on a guitar but it is one of those on things a standard where, tuning guitar yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. it's true right. I mean <clears throat> just just that's why it's been interesting with three we, we can experiment across three three guitars but, you know right. The thing is, I haven't. I, the only thing is, I haven't done the arrangements really for three guitars. So that's mm. what today's about: it's just playing really with what could work, and what, what might not work. Yeah. And then some of this, I'll go back and we might rewrite out and we'll figure out a better way of doing. Or because you said that today at the beginning of the session that you were experimenting with how to even track the parts in general. Yeah. That's why you called three. Yeah. It's really cool. No, I mean, I've also got George Deering coming tomorrow to do certain other things. Right. I'll try different things. Some of these melody parts might be easier to do in other ways. Some I might actually bring each of you back in on individual sessions, you know, to do things in a different way. So that trying to find the right character for the parts. It's a, sometimes about casting. Having the right musicians is about casting, I think. Um, I was just going to say, it's really casting. You're, you're casting yeah, for, yeah, the, you know, for the... There's, there's things the that you all do differently right. as musicians and as players and the sounds you make and the, and the way you play things. Is, you're all unique. Right. And so it's been interesting looking through today the stuff. You've seen what each of you really can bring to life on it. 
in certain ways, and it's it's, it's different. It's a, and it's not it's not a pure flamenco. There's no pure flamenco in the right. film. I mean, I, I wish there could be sometimes, but we might get a bit more of it in if I do a session with you. There might be, you know, more of a sort of a, a hybrid a hybrid thing, you know, with 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 you know, flamenco music that you've been messing around with, you know, and and you have a sort of a, a Latin feel that is not that that crosses the boundaries of what we think of as you know, Spanish-influenced music. You know, it's the fact you're from Peru. It's we're all really we're all immigrants who mess with everybody else's music. Nobody here is actually authentically doing what the music is supposed to be about. None right. of us are Spanish, which makes it perfect for what this right. movie is. Exactly, it's a like combo. Yeah. 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 Well, it was yeah. like when when I got hired on Rio. You know, I said to Carlos, why, you know, wh why as a Brazilian director with a Brazilian music director, Sergio Mendes, are you getting an English guy to come in and score the movie? Mm -hmm. He said, well, he said, with all these Brazilians, he said, we need one one person who doesn't know anything about Brazilian music <laughs> to, to make the to bridge. Up. Well, <laughs> in a good way. To yeah. make the bridges for everybody else, because uh, yeah. the rest of the world is, is, is going to listen to it and they don't know anything about it. You know, so if we use you as a filter, so I was kind of a filter for for uh, that film yeah, to get the flavor of Brazil, but have it yeah, uh, but, to a different yeah, spectrum. Yeah, because it's uh, on certain sessions they were, you know, the guys were getting really like, you know, real complex harm harmonically oh, and rhythmically yeah. and things. Oh, and I that well, and it's beautiful stuff, but that's very, yeah, very what it, yeah, yeah, how do you respond? End, yeah. yeah, how do you respond? You go. Guys, you, you, you've gone into territory that the rest of us will never understand. So, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wave my yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say, this is, I'm, I'm sorry, but we've got to we we pull, pull, pull it back. we have got to pull it back from the edge here. Yeah. You know. I've been fortunate to work on several film scores with John. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Happy Feet 1 and 2, P.S. I Love You, and a handful more. And I must say, working with John truly is a delightful experience. From the time you walk in, he makes you feel at home and he appreciates what you're bringing to the table as a career musician. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. But in essence, that you have to steer the bus. You are the composer. You are you, 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 you're with the director and the producers constantly, so you understand the vision, and you have to steer it that way. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the great thing is I, I have a, only one responsibility, and that's to the film. Right. So I do everything I can to right. make it and work for the film. If it doesn't work for the film, I, yeah, you know, yeah, it's not a concept what's my job? You know? right. Yeah, it isn't. It's, it has to serve a larger purpose. Yeah, right. it's a collaborative. collaborative how thing. New themes. You know, kind of so. Oh yeah. Out because yeah. I, I, you know, trying I, to stay away from the what is done already. Yeah. Too traditional. Yeah. The tradition. Yeah. And yeah. I like that. I love it. Uh, you know, because music's supposed to, to be break like, it. Yeah. I've, free, I've, uh, I've always loved my own ignorance. You yeah. know, uh, because your your ignorance brings you to conclusions yeah. that imagination over knowledge. Yeah. I always say, like, songwriters, you know, all three of us are guitarists, all four of us, really. I mean, I know you play some too, John, but... Um, Viola play. As a, guitar, as a guitarist, you ever get called in and the producer says, oh, I need you to recreate the guitar part that the songwriter or the artist played. Yeah. And I say, wait a minute, now it depends on the level, because sometimes the songwriter, who can also be the artist, they have this such unique, mm, uninformed yeah. approach yeah. that it's almost impossible to recreate to in a yeah. convincible way, right? So oh, then, then, I've done that several times where I tell too. the producer, look, buddy, you're better off having the artist do it because it's going to be pure from that perspective. And I think that's where the ignorance of what we're yeah. talking about, right? Absolutely. Or the demo. Or so even I'd the like, demo. I'd like demo you to artist. play like the demo. Yeah. I think mean, it was a kid, you know, the, yeah. he has two, three years playing the guitar. And he has a you know a unique uh, approach, and, then you hear and you cannot reproduce right, it. Right, and right. You're it. right on yeah. that. It's like yeah. Yeah. the first session I ever did in Los Angeles was a jingle, and I um, and they gave me a, an orchestra and they gave me this kind of stuff, and I did a guitar part for it, which was like a fast, heavy kind of thrash metal thing. Yeah. I did it um, with a guitar plugged directly into, I guess, the mic on an O2R, a Yamaha DJ. Oh my desk. god. And I just cracked up the game. Yeah, and you got And I got this distortion. weird shitty kind of yeah. di distortion that was all I could do that day when I needed it. Yeah. For the guitar. And then when we came to do the final I'd recorded the orchestra and record all this and yeah. I had to do the the guitar again. And so we had one of I don't know LA's finest guys and it's my first experience of an LA session museum musician whose truck arrived with his gear oh my oh, god yeah. <laughs> yeah and the cartridge was just everywhere it was like a hundred guitars and amps and everything yeah. that you could possibly oh. use and he set up everything and, and we started to play to no and in the end I just used the O2R thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. there's a great difference uh, between sort of it's what? like 
It's the, the difference between punk and, yeah. you know, the cocaine making you think you sound really good. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't have that boinkiness, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know. Well, that was a quirky thing. Again, it was yeah. it was an uninformed yeah. approach, yeah. and it worked. Yeah, being pure character. Yeah, yeah, being quirky is actually very hard to achieve. You don't, you sort of trip over it. You I think. are, you are. Right, because yeah. it could be oh, contrived no. if you're not careful. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly. And that's what it was sounding like. I was, because I was like trying to get back to effectively what I'd done. And I was thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Right, 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 right. Quirks and all, it's part of who we are as musicians. But just as John mentioned, it is his responsibility to manifest the filmmaker's musical vision. And it's the session musician's responsibility to help the composer facilitate that. So John, you started at an early age over in England, and then you came here. You were telling us a little bit about your story. Well, I'm an economic migrant, like all of us. Okay. Yes, yeah, so gotcha. not enough work in England, so. Right, mm -hmm. yeah, like we all did. Sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a, I was a kid who played the violin and then the viola and then, you know, just did jingles and TV right. and stuff in, in London and then decided that, you know, I couldn't get any further up the rung. It didn't feel as if I could get any further up the rung. Right. Yeah. So I met Hans there and he right. said, oh, come over, you know, we've, we've got more work than we can handle. So I came over. Oh, so he helping. told you to come over here to LA. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't for a year. Okay. I didn't. I, I knew I wasn't ready. So okay. I spent a year kind of getting ready, and then I came over. And I walked in the door, and I went, "Hi, I'm here." And he went, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Did you study anywhere, or by yourself? Or? <laughs> come on. I, I mean, I I studied classical music from the. Yeah. Was it Royal College Guildhall? Trinity College of Music. Yeah, and um, no, no, it's 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 a part of London London University, and it's uh, it was perfect for me because mm. they had an electronic studio, mm. the other studios didn't, the other colleges didn't. They also my teacher was really into film, so he sent me to the International Film School as well. We would go there and do the student films, you know, do the students directors films. Yeah, I also went to the choreography department of. At um, Central School of Dance, and did pieces with the choreographers. Wow! And they were much more open, really. Yeah. I think so. I really, I, I squeezed the college. Mm. I squeezed, squeezed the resources out of the college. I squeezed everybody's energies out of all the other students who, who were interested. And it's funny, all the people that you play with at college, when you're a composer, the people who are willing to play, they all went on to be session musicians and they all went on to right. be you know you know experts in 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 contemporary music and things or do pop sessions they were you know you could tell even at that point the people who were really interested in just collaborating with uh, you know they, they had a him, right? they had a brain they had a brain sort of uh, quirk that uh, that made them even interested in doing all this stuff for free when you're a student. A, a like-minded uh, drive, you know. But yeah, they, they were they were interested in helping anybody who had ideas. Right. They weren't just interested in sitting down and playing the standard rep. Because like I always say, we didn't get into the business to make money. We got into the business because we fell in love with music. Love it, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that comes yeah. first. Yeah. Now it comes a crucial question. Yeah. Yeah. That some of uh, the film composers they. Some of them they answer, some of them they refuse to. Do you t copy yourself? Oh, do you have your leaks and all that? I, I have. Do I copy myself in the sense that. that things that you did in the past? God, yeah, you can't help it. It's, it's what I call fetishes. I call, it, I call it musical fetishes. So when you're writing, 
what happens is you're trying to write something that you're thinking, okay, I want to try and achieve this. And what you can't help is all the history of every kind of music you've ever heard and really uh-huh. loved is in there, and it's poking at you all the time. <laughs> so every time you do it, it doesn't matter, you're going, okay, I want to make it sound like Mahler. So you're writing for Mahler, and then I won't understand why, but for some reason or other, I've got some Esquivel trumpets in there. You know, that's a bit obscure for some people, but you know, it's <laughs> like that's perfect. Just, or or yeah. like, or you know, or it's just the base, use of bass clarinet and, and two clarinets in On the Town, the overture of On the Town. Mm. I don't know why, but it will always be with me. So that's the only time I ever use a bass clarinet don't like bass clarinets unless they're in harmony with the, the other two and then they're working that way. So I'll always try and do that and I, I do it completely unconsciously. Right. So what happens is that then you start doing more and more films and then you start sounding always that's like the same shit all the time. Yeah, but that's your thumbprint. That's, that's your thumbprint. Your that's your thumb yeah. print. That's but it's you. these fetishes. Yeah. It's these yeah. fetishes. I just happen to like this. Kind of, I heard this music when I was 16 and this was all there and you can't get rid of it and it pops up and, and eventually I just, well, fuck it, I guess that's embrace it. me. Yeah. It's like when, when I, if you yeah, say like Jimmy Hendrix and George Benson I fuse the way they do the <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, it looks like it, but you can't get away from it but I know that's part of what I sound sure. like. You know? Uh, right, and then and then even like let's take it a step further with the flamenco. I mean, everybody has a different yeah. t- rascal technique. Yeah. That if you say play rascal, you know, it just sounds different, you know, right? You listen to Tomatito, you listen to uh, Vicente Amigo, you listen to Paco. You have all these different. So yeah. whatever you yeah, your fetish. Is. Even there's yeah, I mean, the just rascado is just different techniques. There's the flick, right. there's the throne, there's three finger, two finger. This one, that one, I mean, right. all these different colors. Right. And so probably each person who you're mentioning at some point in their childhood, they were probably somewhere, and the moment they saw something that touched them in this kind of way that it scars you inside mm-hmm. in this wonderful way. That's the and you, one thing you do above all else. Yeah, you never, right. it'll never leave you, and that will always be that fetish, that musical fetish. And so, and the great thing, I think most creative people have also terrible memory, so I always think, if you add this musical fetish, bad memory, so you're trying to sound like Bernstein, and you're missing by a long way, but it ends up <laughs> like you. That's a good you. thing, yeah. because now yeah. it's yeah. personalized. Yeah. 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 Now you, you can't help yourself, so you uh, fuck it up, and it comes out sounding like you every time. But it doesn't matter. It's still, yeah, it comes, from the, same, it come comes from the same inspired. well every yeah. time. It's brilliant. And that's what every composer is doing. They're, every Every composer is is channeling every other composer they've ever heard in their yeah, lives. Yeah. You know, it's every, all in the unconscious. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing new under the sun. I mean, it really no, is true. What's the, or, the creative equivalent of regurgitation? I mean, reincarnation. Yes, perhaps. Reincarnation. reincarnation. Better, creative yeah. reincarnation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. just you're mixing up. So you've got Marilyn Monroe's body on top of you know <laughs> Ernest Hemingway's legs. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter because like it, you yeah. mix it up because you can't help it. Yeah, but you you still rem- you always remember her face and his knees for some reason. I don't know why. That's that was interesting uh, <laughs> illustration. Yeah. That was cool, a terrible, terrible one. <laughs> 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 walked right down that one. <laughs> that is way cool. As a career musician, versatility is key. Remember, every genre has its own soul along with its own set of nuances, and channeling is part of the process which brings us new possibilities. I challenge you to explore some new styles that you might not have been into before. And then, hey, last question about your team. You, you've assembled quite a, you've amassed quite a team and you have a, a well-oiled machine and, and your work process, obviously it starts with you 
do you start on piano? Do you start in your brain? Do you start on logic? Yes. Yes, all the above. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's just everything. I mean, I've start I start with playlists. I do. <laughs> yeah, start listening there to things. Go. I make play playlists of ideas. Excellent. Um, I fiddle around at a piano. Um, three films beforehand, simply not realizing that this is the thing I will need on that film three films later. You know. That's awesome. But I might be thinking about it, or other things will come out. Well, some of, some of the best stuff comes out 20 minutes before everybody walks in, all the filmmakers walk in to listen to stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but it's just that pressure. Being it's under like, pressure, yeah. yeah. It's like they're coming at 9 o'clock in the morning, at 8.20, you have nothing. <laughs> nothing. And then all of a sudden. So familiar. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then suddenly. What, what you're doing, essentially, I suppose, is making a decision. And, you may, and you've been thinking about it, and you've been procrastinating, but you've been thinking about it, and suddenly you make a decision. Right, I'm going to do this because I have no choice now. And lo and behold, the good stuff comes out quite often. Wow. It's a bit nerve-wracking. Great stuff when I hear it. It's like... <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's, oh. This is, a, I mean, Spain is 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 a, this marvel, but it, but it's not really Spain. I mean, what we think of as Spanish music obviously does become what we think of as Latin music, and it and it, it is it a lot of it. The music I love was by Russians who like visited Spain, and by the French who visited Spain. And, wow. You know, I mean, between Rimsky Korsakov and Ravel, you know, Ravel and um, and uh, who's a Dumas, you know. So amazing stuff. There's all those guys, and then of course there's you know, Defire. I think it's just he is, absolutely he's amazing. amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I have a theory about my classical music. Why, why Spain has less, you know, classical composers like Germans, British, mm -hmm. Russian. Well, yeah. And here's my theory: Spanish folklore, and especially flamenco, is so much richer than any other folklore in the other countries, right. that there is not such a need to feed the, 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 to spiritually feed the soul of the people with great composers because their, their folk music is so rich and complex. Well, yes. like Brazilians too. They don't play any uh, other thing. Exactly. By Brazil. Right, yeah. right. Would this be true to say of all of the Latin influenced then cultures because it's such I'm just speaking, I mean, I'm, you're strictly I'm, speaking of Spain. Of Europe. I'm speaking of European Europe. European Spain. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the, the gotcha, Latin gotcha. thing is already the next it's level of, okay. of okay. fusion of, of humanity okay. and cultures. Okay. It's much right, bigger. Right, right. But just no, you're right. You I, think, I think you're right because a lot of the great music that came out of um, these other European countries was but their folk music is awful. Yeah, I mean, look at German. Really, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. so they needed a Bach. I mean, they thirsted for, yeah. for oh, a Bach right, yeah, and yeah. a Beethoven. And the lyricism and the passion. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and also, it's also about economies. You have to forget. You, we always forget Spain was an absolutely devastated economy. Really? After 1492. Yeah, well, until the 70s. I mean, until the 1970s. 1970s that, was a, yeah. that was a, you know, that was part yeah. of Europe that was, that was so economically depressed that they didn't have, they really didn't. Oh, yeah, sure, they had, a, they had a, an overclass, but a, a tiny one compared with, you know, the, the, there was none of this kind of middle class wealth, really, until very late yeah. in the 20th century. And so you don't have people sitting around who are comfortable 
with nothing else to do but think up music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Germany was a powerhouse, mm. you know, even in the 15th century, 16th century. Same with England. All the, you know, all of these places had, had so such good economies that you did end up with people who didn't have to s struggle to survive. Right. Well, when you afford have to be musicians, yeah. 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 and so the only music that can be made in a in a in a situation like that is is folk music, and and Spain absolutely, you know, really, you're right. It, it came up with, and, and you know, and the 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 amalgam that is flamenco, yeah. yes, that's, that's that's the, all these yeah. parts yes. of the world, Arabic, it's, Jewish, it's, Gypsy, yes. uh, Andalusian, ah, Byzantine, yeah. Greek. I mean, yeah. you name it. Yeah. It's, it's it's a rabbit, you can go down even this rabbit some, hole, huh? Yeah, there's some amazing, yeah. even, what is it, Galician stuff I've heard. Um, you know, some of the folk music mm. in other parts of, mm. you know, that we were saying, if we can find the horror. Um, this is reference to a piece of, <laughs> there's a, a piece of uh, what is undoubtedly Jewish music in the... Um, fire dance? Uh, no. Well, we're trying to work out no. what the fire dance was. Could have been, yeah. Because I've got a horror in this that really can only be described as a horror, and... But all, all of the, all of this music in Spain is is just so deep and mm. and grand in its own way. It's, I agree. Right. It's like, and yeah. and it's all music of absolute poverty. I mean, yeah. that's and it's what, endless. I mean, the melody is just know, bloody endless, absolutely. and the nuances, the attention to nuances, yeah. and the the, the melismatic quality of everything, and the things that they that for them is a big difference from one to the other. Yeah. To us, to, to Western, you know, trained musicians, it sounds sort of the same, but for them, mm. it's a big deal, yes. you know, right. because it's got that 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 uh, you know Middle Eastern yeah. quality to it. No, so it's wow. the difference Middle between East. a shuffle and a, a twelve-bar blues. I mean, you know, mm. if, 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 probably, you know, in certain cultures, people wouldn't know the difference. That's right. Really. right. Subtle, uh, but we can sound, hear it. You all yeah. sound white yeah, to yeah, me. Chunk, chunk, So, so if you had a choice, purist, one thing your whole life or an amalgam, you get to do a little bit of everything, all of us as professional musicians? Um, I have always been trying to come to terms with a thing my father said to me, which is, he was a professional musician, and he said to me, don't uh, jack of all trades and master of none. And I, it's exactly what I have done. I feel I've the been same way. And I Perfect. love it. So what do we do? Is it okay? Because I feel like... absolutely okay. I, I, I broke the rules a little bit, is it okay? No, you... So, <laughs> because what you do is you're becoming a master of all the trades but you're not you're becoming a master of the amalgamation not of individual you things you're becoming a master of the ability to be able to take it all in and do what the hell you like with it and yeah. sure it's a little bit of knowledge and lots of things but that's that's how invention comes right you just yep. gave me a piece i'm glad that we all agree about that because boy i was in turn you know internally you know, torn over years, because, especially now that I'm getting older. So I was thinking, well, did I, if I would have just focused on one thing, would I have been more successful in that one thing or, or more powerful in that one, you know what I mean? More profound. No, it's just, you've got to come to terms with the fact that you like to watch some shit and you're going to... And you're just going to do lots of... Yeah, yeah that's, and, that, and that's what will give you your strength. I, I love it. The same theme that a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. And I wish I love that conclusion. Crazy good. Thank you guys so much. You're so gracious. Appreciate it. Idiom, authenticity, experimentation, casting, unique voice, hybrid, purist versus jack of all trades, master of versatility, gumbo, economic migrant, bridging the gap, unorthodox, nuances, quirkiness, the love of music, musical fetish, channeling, amalgamations, folklore, 
And finally, inner peace. These are all focus points that we have collected from this interview with John and the rest of the gang. I am personally grateful to everyone for helping this podcast become an educational source. And remember, for all of you aspiring career musicians out there, keep the faith, be perseverant, persistent, and diligent. My word for 2018 is consistency. Whether you practice for five minutes or five hours, make that time count. This is Nomad signing off for another episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Stay tuned for many more to come. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please write a review on iTunes. Follow Nomad's Place on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Check out nomadsplace.com for more info. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Writing the songs in this one man band. I know man, yeah. I'm no man. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.